0: Hey, beautiful people, and welcome to Concealed Scars. Today's topic is past trauma. On this episode, I have Shandrea Nate, who is the creator of Sheet and the host of A Minute with Coretta. Welcome, Shandrea. Hey, (laughs) y'all. So I'm gonna allow you to just tell us a little bit about yourself and what that brand is for you, like what it is and what it means before we divulge into the topic
1: okay so what's up y'all it is your girl Shandria Nate. i am the founder of she and host as we just heard of a minute with coretta so she actually um was founded and created it actually was a vision at first in 2015. it did not come to life until about 2018 and those acronyms are strength healing and elevation that all stems from Things that I dealt with growing up, it steamed from things that I dealt with while matriculating through college, and then when I moved to Georgia, which was the biggest move of my entire life, it then began to become more, um, how do I say this, more real for me, and kind of like the things that I went through in Georgia, put the icing on the cake, and then I prayed about it. And, it was then time for me to really step into she. I was in the phase of discovering my strength, going through healing, and I was watching God literally elevate me, not in like the materialistic way or, or in like a popular way. He was just elevating me from things that I had dealt with and, and gone through in, in evolving me into this different woman. So um, I'm in it with Coretta is actually i mean coretta is actually like where my alter ego sits coretta um you guys will <laughs> <laughs> um, it's my alter ego coretta is a woman that was it was actually a name that was given to me back in college in 2011 and it kind of rocks with me for my entire college career and even thereafter so coretta is literally this courageous woman she is just Y'all don't want to play with Coretta. <laughs> I know that when you hear Coretta, you think about Martin Luther King Jr.'s wife. However, for me, Coretta is the woman <laughs> that I became in college. She found her voice, she she grew, she bloomed, she blossomed. So when you get on to listen to Women with Coretta, you're going to hear me, you know, like my truth, my realness, the sound of me, like what I stand for, who I am, and you get to hear like the I don't know, like the little quirky side of me where I'm like such a nerd, but then I keep it real, like, you know, you just get to hear all (laughs) of that about me and it's realness. So there I am in a nutshell. A Minute with Coretta is not back up yet. We are making changes and I plan to bring A Minute with Coretta back sometime in 2022. I'm learning not to put a time on things because I get anxiety. When I place a time frame on things, so speak on it. <laughs> yes, I get really bad anxiety. So um, y'all still be on the lookout for a minute with Coretta sometime in 2022. She is up in moving and going. I've also done the same thing with she. I'm not putting pressure on myself to produce a said thing by, I don't know January 20th. You know, I don't. I'm mm-hmm. I'm learning that when you place time on things, especially for me and my anxiety, I'm learning that for me, putting time restraints does not work for me. Um, I can say that I have a deadline. I just can't attach a date to it for myself. It's different when I'm working with myself as a creative and working in the corporate world. It's different for me. Yeah,
0: Understood. But I'm, I'm, I love to see it. Thank you. You're welcome. So this topic. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Trauma is an emotional response to a terrible event which can create stages of shock or denial.
1: How do you deal with trauma personally? Or how have you dealt with it? Um, to be completely honest with you, trauma is like there's three different phases of trauma. You have acute, chronic, and complex. For me, I would say that I've done I've dealt with not really not done, but I would say that I've dealt with trauma that's like more in the mix of like acute. It's all three. I'm going to just put it like (laughs) that. Like, there are now, let me just say this. There are some people that have dealt with more severe traumas than others. I don't want people to think that, oh, I was hit maybe two or three times. That's not trauma. No, it is. Because being abused, no matter how long it went on, can create a long-lasting effect for how you see things in people. So for me, it was, um, I grew up in a household where... I mean, uh, it's the, how do I say this? It's more like that. What happens in this house stays in this house. I grew up in a household like that. I did not have, yeah, I, did, I didn't have a voice. I wasn't allowed to speak on how I felt. I wasn't allowed to express myself. I wasn't given that freedom for me that stuck with me. And that's like a mild form, that's trauma. Because when I got into the adult world, I didn't know how to stand up for myself. I was always afraid that something would happen if I spoke up for myself. I was afraid of the abuse that would come in a sense of uh, verbal abuse or the emotional piece of it if I expressed myself too much or if I stood up for myself. So that stuck with me all the way through college. I mean, I didn't really face that until I hit my mid 20s. So I'm still, scratching Scratching at yeah Mm -hmm. that that particular thing that traumatized me for so long um I dealt with it was the emotional piece for me there was the the physical piece for me and then the mental piece as well trauma can literally turn you into a person that is afraid of the world trauma can turn you into a monster. And especially Mm -hmm. when you don't go and seek the help that's needed as it relates to that trauma. And it's it's like, let's just say this, therapy was not popular when we were growing up. Just being completely honest, it wasn't even Mm -hmm. popular when our parents were growing up because if you say you wanna go to therapy, you automatically get labeled as crazy or something is wrong with you. Yeah, you don't want everybody in your business. Exactly. So now that I'm in, you know, at my big, big 31 year old age, I I discovered that I need therapy. I need to dig into the traumas that I've dealt with as far as having an absent father. I need to deal with the traumas that have come along with dealing with a broken relationship with my mother. I need to really dig into what is causing me to still suffer from this long-term trauma. Um, When you don't address it, it just sits there. Yep. And not only does it does it just sit there. You find ways to dress the wound, and then somebody comes along and they trigger you, and you just opens it back right back up again. Yeah, you don't know how to deal with it. Exactly, exactly. So. Does the way that you dealt with it then differ from now? Um. So in the past, I'll say this, I didn't deal with it head on because I wasn't really aware that it was a trauma. I wasn't, I didn't know the full scope of it. I would either close myself off, I would talk to multiple people because I mean, I was young and trying to figure out how to deal with these feelings or emotions that I'm having and not aware of the root of them. So I would either like talk to multiple people. I would dive myself into school because I was a bookworm. I wouldn't wouldn't talk to those people that were a trigger to me. Even if it meant like they were good for me, there were still little things that they were doing that would trigger me and I didn't know how to deal with it. So now um, in my 30s, I really started to discover and like I would I talk about how I feel. I dealt with my emotions as it relates to my mother. I dealt with my emotions as it relates to my father. And I had to learn to make peace with that trauma. Mm-hmm. I had to make peace with it so that I can grow and mature emotionally because I was holding on to it and making a home out of it so now i express myself without feeling guilty i learned to make sure that if something bothers me i may sit with it for like a couple of hours but i don't let it sit for too long because i'm nothing but a ticking time bomb um waiting to think about it yes (laughs) um i still have my moments it's not to say that this walk has been amazing it's not skittles and rainbows it's been really scary for me because when you're dealing with trauma Um, And I've been seeking therapy as well. When you're dealing with trauma and you're discovering what's the trigger, what was the trigger for that trauma or, or what caused it or where it came from, it can get scary for you because you start to look at who you were and you start to look at who you are. And then you start Mm -hmm. to look at how you interact in relationships not just romantic relationships you look at how you interact with your family relationships you look at how you interact with your um, romantic partner you look at how you interact with your friends and you start Mm -hmm. to really like develop this mindset of these people that i have now they didn't do anything to me so i'm deflecting And I need to figure out, how do I deal with this internal thing so that it's not becoming an external thing to the people that genuinely care about me and want to see me be better and do better?
0: Because they don't realize that you're being triggered because they don't know.
1: Exactly. I've also, I have like a table talk, as I call it, um with the, I do this, I should implement it with my friendships, my platonic friendships. I do this in my romantic relationships. I'm learning that I have to come to the table with everything without fear of judgment, without fear of rejection. I have to Mm. go to the table with everything. That is a trauma response. Me holding back is a trauma response because I held back as a child. I was not allowed to freely speak. There was no freedom of speech. So when I get involved, um, and I know that it's going to be long-term, I have to put a disclaimer out for that individual because truth be told, nobody has to deal with the traumas that I come with. You have to give people the the opportunity or the option to say, I understand what you come with. I understand what hurt you. I understand what broke you. I also understand the piece of you that is healing and working at it and going to therapy and understanding what it is and you not intentionally intentionally projecting onto me. So I like to do things like that because I don't want somebody to love me with the condition. Mm. I want you to love me openly. I want you to love me out loud. I want you to love me without fear of me projecting onto you or me hurting you because I'm afraid that you're going to hurt me. And that just that's not just limited to my romantic relationships. I want that done in platonic forms as well. Wow. i mean
0: you're right that makes sense though and i personally i understand like putting everything out on the table yes that way people like we say you give people the option of okay do you want to continue this friendship relationship whatever the case may be and it's no harm no foul no love lost
1: Yes. You have to respect their decision and they have to respect yours. Exactly. I think the biggest thing for me was the emotional trauma. Um, Growing up where I didn't have, first of all, I didn't know who my father was um, until I was seven. I didn't build a relationship with my father until I was 21 and that had to be self-led my mother was not in cahoots with that at all she did not care for it she didn't appreciate it she did not like it i had to build that relationship outside of her she was Mm -hmm. not a yes man for that relationship building i did that all on my own and that for me was hard because i was left to do it alone i didn't have the support of my mother um emotionally she was not supportive um even in the just the way that i needed my mother she wasn't there there was that i put clothes on your back, i put food on the table and i kept the roof over your head support but there mm. wasn't the support of oh you're becoming a woman oh this is what you're going to deal with on the outside this is what goes on between a man and a woman this is how you should carry yourself all those things you know all those said things that i should have experienced i didn't so I carry that emotional trauma and for a while, I didn't want other women getting close to me because I always felt like it was just going to be for a short while or it was never genuine because my mother never showed genuine support. There, there was a condition that there was like, not a condition, but there was a, uh, I love you, but do this type of thing.
0: So there was like an exchange oh, okay. of love. Exchange for it.
1: Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't wanna be loved like that. So that emotional trauma, man, when I tell you it will tear you up, it will tear you up. And I didn't, I was always like very impulsive emotionally. I'm a very, very, like I'm impulsive emotionally. And it used to be really, really, really bad. I didn't start working on that until I got into my thirties. Some people may think that that's something that you should have been worked on no, I'm keeping it a whole book with (laughs) y'all. It did not click for me until my 30s. And I'm only 31. So imagine. That's recent. (laughs) Yes. Imagine that. You you know how crazy that is? Like to know even in your 20s, like you would think like, oh my goodness, this would come up. No, it did not come until my 30s. And I realized like, oh my goodness, my emotional impulses is so bad. I need to work on it i don't i don't i don't want to be like that in relationships and it's not just limited to the romantic ones i don't want to be like that in my friendships then i started to discover that i was people pleasing which is a response Ooh, to Lord. trauma <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Jesus. people pleasing <laughs> is a response please. Man, listen. to trauma <laughs> that's how i responded to my mom I didn't want to let her down even if she let me down i didn't want to let her down so i would do whatever she wanted me to do so then when i become an adult and it was bad and i had to really like get myself together i had to pray that thing i had to get really close to god i had to build a relationship with god i had to tell god to help me get rid of that because i was pleasing people that did not care about who i was i wanted people to stick around because as a child I didn't have my father. Mm -hmm. As a child, I had my mom in the physical. I had her there, but she wasn't there in the the pieces that I needed her to be fully. She didn't know how to show up. So that emotional trauma response that I was putting out was like, it was coming in the form of people pleasing, getting like, not wanting to let people down, not knowing how to say no. Oh my goodness, y'all, it was bad. When I tell you it was bad, man, now, You cannot force me to say yes. You can't force me to go nowhere. And if I don't like it, I'm not doing it. If I don't agree with it, I'm going to speak on it. If you do something that bothers me, I'm not going to sit in it. I'm going to speak on it because I have to undress the condition in my mind that I have to tolerate people because because I care about them. Mm -hmm. I can care about you all day long. Yeah, but if you don't know how to treat me and you're taking advantage of my kindness of yeah, i don't care if you family you got to go you got to go <laughs> and i'm not going to be upset yeah i'm just I'm, I'm not going to be upset for releasing you i'm going to be like you know what god help give me the strength to release this person and to be okay thereafter and i'm going to be all right cuz i don't have time
0: <laughs> i mean hey i get you it's the people pleasing for me, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here like, dang, am I more traumatized than what I thought I was? Because if that's the response, what am I? Ooh, I have to find a therapist. And that's something I need to work on myself. But we ain't going to get into that. <laughs> but it's true. And now that you said that, it's like, dang, you're doing the same thing. And I'm like, why am I doing that? But I'm working on it.
1: Right, right. You have to get to the root of, like, what's causing me to to do this? Um, why am I doing this? You know? Like, mm-hmm. you, you have to try and get to the root of what's causing you to want to do said things or not hurt people. Yeah. I
0: myself do that. <laughs> I be wanting to do everything for everybody when they ask. Yes. And I be there, like... You need it, okay? We gonna figure out a way to do it, and then now I'm learning to say no. Mm-hmm. And when I said no, it felt so no good. Mm-hmm. You be feeling good,
1: feeling like a weight
0: lifted. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to go. Uh-huh. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wish you the best of luck with whatever it is you're doing. But I, I just can't right now. Right, and that's not even to like. I don't want it to come off to be rude when mm-hmm. I'm saying no, but I think it's sometimes it's a matter of, and that's in anything, a matter of people not being used to me saying no. Right. Right. So right, when right. I say no, it's like the
1: audacity. Did she just, I did. I really did. Just and me. then they get mad. They get upset. <laughs> it's like,
0: I'm just, mm. oh, Lord. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Gosh. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I'm here. I know. Oh. <laughs> I'm stuck now. That just threw no. me. that just threw my mind like opposite direction of where I was going.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes like things like that will make you really sit and think, like, what am I doing? Um that nah, you know like why am I doing this and then it'll also make you like you'll start to feel guilty because you told that person yeah. no and then you'll yeah. try to go back and say yes Stay knowing there. you should just say no
0: yeah
1: because they want you to say yes
0: yeah
1: <clears throat> Wow, well, I got trauma <laughs>
0: that's what I just got out of it and,
1: and a lot of times it's just it's <laughs> let what me just it say <laughs> A lot of times, it may not even be trauma. It's just you responding, because sometimes we're just genuinely good people. I'm very empathic. I don't like hurting people's feelings. I don't like letting people exactly. down. Um, I will go the extra mile for you. I will give you my shirt off my back. Yeah. I just, I don't like hurting people. However, um, I'm learning that I can't, I can't- Please everybody. Exactly. Because I can be, you no. Know, put it like this, you can be such an amazing person and still not be enough for a person and that Mm. that is simply because they have things that they need to work on so they don't know how to respond to your goodness Mm -hmm. it's not always you that's true
0: that makes sense
1: yeah that's true Um. so don't be like thinking like
0: oh my goodness i got trauma Oh my god! Because <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what I, what I, said. I was like. Oh, my I don't
1: even
0: know, <laughs> <laughs> or I'm just, I'm just a really good person, and you know, people take advantage of
1: it. <laughs> they see that, and they, yeah, that's just some people just do that, and know.
0: it happens.
1: What did you learn about yourself? Oh my god! And dealing with the
0: trauma, and I learned so recognizing
1: much. it. Um, I live oh my goodness, I learned so much about myself. So in and, and, and all of this, like you know, coming up and, and dealing with everything, I learned that I was living my life for other people and not me. I learned that I was living my life based off of the opinions of other people. I learned that I wanted people to love me so much because of what I lacked. As a child, and the biggest piece of it was comparison and learning Ooh. all about this 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 trauma stuff. Because I'm really big on trauma and like addressing it and dealing with it and, and how it how your past trauma affects your present. Mm-hmm. I'm big on that. I learned that I lived in a way where I would compare myself, and when I compared myself, I felt like I wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. If that person is doing something I'm like oh they're doing what I want to do I'm not doing it yeah you know I I I learned so much about myself and I had to learn that someone else's walk is not the same as mine someone else's journey is not the same as mine and just because a person is doing it doesn't mean that I can't do it you know how many different brands of shampoos we have how many different perfume bottles we have A washing detergent like just just everything under the sun it does not mean that there is not room for me at the table so in digging well not really digging but in all of this coming up and discovering the root of it it just taught me to be it taught me to accept who I am and fully show up for myself because I wasn't showing up for myself it taught me to take what I have and embrace every piece of me I wasn't called pretty as a child. I wasn't, like we weren't, we didn't have good things poured into us. And and so, and growing up, if someone gave me a compliment, I didn't know how to accept that compliment. And I didn't really fully know how to accept compliments (laughs) just to be completely honest. yes, I didn't know how to accept compliments, honestly, until my late twenties. I would always say, "Oh, thank you." Um, I, uh, I got it. I would give an explanation to a compliment when I didn't even have. I don't have to do that. I do that. It's, now. <laughs> it's, it's just. A, let me just say thank you. For me, it stems from childhood and not being told how pretty I was, or not being told how worthy I was, or, or not just being told those things that you need to pour and nurture into a child, so that when they go out there into the world and these things are given to them, it's not foreign. Yeah. So I'm learning. take compliments that come and not give an explanation Mm -hmm. I have a really big thing um, and this is also tied to the trauma that I experienced as a child I was Mm -hmm. I would always say sorry about the littlest things I was always 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 saying sorry there was always a a sorry (laughs) yes after everything because as a kid if you did something wrong you just got in trouble there was no room for sorry so I try to say sorry before it gets too big you know Mm -hmm. so for me when I would get into these said situations or even like the the smallest things, I found myself saying sorry a lot. And I didn't know that I was doing it until it was pointing out, it was pointed out to me. I was talking to a friend and he um I I forget what we were doing, but we were talking and I think I either said I said something, it was more of like a request from him. And then when I felt like he wasn't going to respond to what I wanted, I was like, you know what, I'm sorry. I didn't mean for it to come out like that. And then he had to tell me, he said, stop saying sorry for everything. It's okay for you to express and, 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 and share what you want or what you desire without feeling like it's bad. Yeah. So for me, it's so liberating. When I tell y'all, it is so liberating to be able to stand and say what I want or express my wants and needs and desires and not feel guilty. It is so amazing. And I'm learning that people that value me truly and fully, they won't take offense to me expressing my wants and needs and and, and things of that nature. And it's also about my delivery. Um, I learned not to shut down from people or because uh, there was always conflict in my household, I would avoid confrontation. So I felt like to avoid (laughs) the confrontation I just would not respond, or I wouldn't speak on how I felt, because every time yeah. I spoke on how I felt growing up, it created conflict in our house. Wow. Well, yeah, no. I so hate now. Too. Yeah, it's <laughs> I like I don't like it. I avoided it at all <laughs> <laughs> I can... mm, Yes. Don't put me in it. <laughs> right, and, but I'm learning conflict resolution. Yeah. Conflict. Re- conflict cannot be resolved without it being addressed. So I can't expect the conflict to just go away. I have to be able to be mature enough and address the conflict and be okay with the response on both ends. I have to be okay with my response and I have to be okay with the response that I get without taking offense. Yeah. It's not to say that my emotions are being dismissed. I just have to be okay. Let that person share how they feel or felt and you share how you feel or felt and don't hold back from it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there is some kind of resolve because both parties were able to say how they felt and if we speak again, we speak again. If we don't, we don't.
0: Yeah. Either way, you're not walking around, still thinking about what was said or done, whatever the case may be. Exactly. That makes sense. What advice would you give somebody who is dealing with trauma or just now recognizing it? And when did you recognize that your trauma or whatever you had going on was interfering with what you were trying to do?
1: So um, the first thing is the advice, the advice I'm sorry that I would give is don't be afraid of it when it comes up. Because let me tell you this, it's going to scare the hell out of you. (laughs) You're going to be sitting there trying to figure out what is this and how did it get here and when you realize the root especially when you get into therapy when you realize the root and you see dis- and you see and discover where it has come from don't be afraid of it you have to go ahead and step into it so that you can start the healing process because if you keep pushing it down all you're doing is making it worse because when it comes up you know like that little ticking time bomb when it comes up yeah. you're gonna explode and then it's going to look like, well, where did this come from? All along, it's been there. So for me, um, I discovered it when I was dealing with someone. It was mm-hmm. a, um, a situation that I was involved in. And um, I realized what was going on every time conflict came up, I would find a way to try to please him, or I would find a way to keep from arguing, or I would just not say how I felt and then it really didn't come from that but that was like the hit the, hit, the like that put the nail on it like the nail was yeah. like right there it just pushed it right in so it really came from when i was going through things with my mom and i was trying to figure out what's going on and then i started to seek help and i really got into knowing god and growing with god and i attached myself to a mentor and i was able to get through it in that way but I really realized I really you know really realized how bad it was about a year ago and that's when I realized like something has to be done about this Um, I need to approach relationships differently in the romantic form I need to approach relationships differently and then with my platonic friendships I had to also approach those differently as well Okay.
0: okay I mean yeah at least you recognize it
1: Yes, it was not easy, but... Yeah. Had to be done.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I mean, especially when it comes to, like, relationships and friendships and stuff that you, like, kind of want to hold on to for the oh, most yeah. part. hmm And it's like, you don't know how to let it go. Ex- it exactly. to be let go. So when you mm-hmm. figure it out, you're like, Ah, I gotta do this. I gotta let you go. But you're like, how do I do this?
1: How do I let you go? Like you know yeah comfortably Mm -hmm.
0: like i i know i can it's just a matter of my own
1: personal sanity by not doing it right and in in truth be told um releasing a relationship in any form it's never easy yeah especially when you know like it when a relationship is bad for you and you have to let it go, it's it's going to hurt no matter what because it was a piece of you that you knew. It was comfort to you. It was, it yeah. was a place. It was a home, you know? So releasing any relationship is going to hurt. Even when you're releasing and letting go of a relationship that was just terrible for you, you're still going to have some form of emotion attached to it. Some people, the victim oftentimes, begins to feel guilt because they feel like they did something wrong.
0: yeah did your brand your brand
1: because you got more than one
0: (laughs) did it help you deal with this yes
1: Yes. has it helped you Mm -hmm. yes honestly and truly yes um she really was my focal point um building she was liberating to me and sitting down and putting the blueprint together for that brand and really discovering what it meant to me, it helped me so much because I created a space of transparency with people, with an audience that I don't even, you know, know. And there's more to come with she. And I'm excited for what's to be revealed because it's going to give people a sense of strength, hope, and just like victory after triumph. Like it just gives you a side of the woman that people don't want to talk about. It gives you a side of the woman that she often hides because she doesn't want to be judged or she doesn't want to be talked about. And, and it it's, it's all of those things, you know, she is for women that just want to be heard. And that's all I've ever wanted growing up and from like, even with my mom, just to be heard. And when I was finally able to discover my voice and, and to be heard, it came out, and how it's coming out now, it came out to an audience of people, and this is how it is. It's, it's a liberating thing for me because I get to share who I am with people. Is it scary? Yes, it is a very scary thing because you are literally putting yourself out there. Yeah. However, you're creating a platform for other women, no matter the age, to say, if she's doing it, I can do it too. Um, a minute with Coretta was just like me joking around, but then I realized <laughs> I love talking to people. I love sharing who I am with people. I love sharing my truth with people, no matter if I'm judged for it or not. Because, hey, they talked about they talked about Jesus. Oh, So yep, what yep. I'm gonna sit here and sit on my gift for, when God gave it to me, to put it out there. Mm-hmm. If he can give us his only son, he's going to give me the strength I need to keep going and share my truth with everybody. Okay. So, for the sake of us a jerk. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll do it in a minute. You know I what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's just one of those things where people, like, they deserve to be heard. And that's what I want women alike. And even with the Men with Coretta, that platform is kind of open to men and women. And I mm-hmm. found that I was able to be relatable to some men in certain instances. Because men too deal with what we deal with, they just don't yeah, talk, about, talk the about the it. way that we do. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. Or they don't. They also don't seek the help they need to seek either.
1: Exactly, because they don't want to look weak to society.
0: And that's something they working on. Exactly. <laughs> it's a working progress. <laughs> And I support the progress of it. I support all of it.
1: Because we need our Black (laughs) kids.
0: But I, I totally feel that. And just having a platform where you have to put yourself out there, especially when you're not used to putting yourself out there. Yes. Like, even me doing this,
1: and you know me personally, I mm-hmm. would have never, <laughs> never thought, honestly and truly, because you were just so quiet and like, reserved and like, what? Like, you? Like, what?
0: <laughs> and I still am. Only certain people know. So it's like the fact that I'm even doing this and just sharing the stuff that I'm sharing, whether I relate to the topics I'm talking about or not, is right. Like, <laughs> uh, I still get anxiety about it
1: but you're doing an amazing job like you're you're uh, giving people the platform to share their truth share their story share where they've come from share where they've been while you're also taking a piece of that and it's helping you put in it put things together for you you know like discovering who you are or not really discovering who you are but diving into the very peak of what brings you peace what makes you happy what just liberates you and that's an amazing thing to be able to have especially as black women coming up in the now mm, yeah yeah so i love it for you it's it's the strength for me it's everything
0: <laughs> <laughs> i appreciate it i appreciate it i'm a work in progress but we I'm, are I'm, we, we, we're, we're all a work in progress but yes this is helping and i appreciate everybody that chose or answered to be on any of the episodes like because that took a lot out of me too to just ask for help with the fear of people saying no and that's just in general i like to ask everybody this question on every episode Because there's really no wrong answer to it. I just like people's take of it. Okay. What comes to mind when you hear the term concealed scar?
1: Um, Hiding something that you've been going through. Holding back. Not wanting whatever you've been going through to be seen. So you keep it covered.
0: Okay. I like that. Like I said, there's no wrong answer. I just like the take of it. (laughs) Because everybody's answer is different.
1: Right, right, right. Yeah. But that's
0: that's the gist of it.
1: Okay. Yeah. You did good. Yay. I like that, though. I like the idea of concealed scars. And again, knowing you personally and seeing something from you come to fruition, it's like, oh my goodness, look at this light. Look at this. (laughs) I appreciate it I really
0: do that that means a lot coming you're doing from, I mean coming from everybody it means a lot but coming from like certain people that I know have witnessed yes witnessed me at a certain point in my life it's like yeah they done seen some stuff yeah
1: exactly <laughs> not exactly. that it was
0: bad but like they've seen me come out more mm-hmm. of my shell so I appreciate
1: y'all being a witness to greatness <laughs> and I love to see it. God is just doing amazing things, and you just gotta keep you gotta keep going. Like this is not the end. God is just getting started. So I want you to keep pushing and keep pushing out those interviews. Yes, I'm a big believer, and you can get a thousand no's, and that one yes will literally change your life. Oh, I like that. Yes, you can get a thousand no's, and one yes will literally change your life. Like, excuse me, you can be a nobody one day, and the next day wake up, and the whole world knows who you are. Ooh, that's just how God works. That's, he moves like that. That's a word. I love when he plays favorites. It feels amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Not playing favorites. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because <laughs> when you'll t- When it's your time, it's literally your time and nobody can stop it. I
0: agree. I agree. Well, I want to thank you. And I'm proud of you as well. Thank everything, you. That you've been do- <laughs> With everything that you've been doing. You're welcome. For everything that you've been doing and me even witnessing you since I've known you like it's just I'm surrounded by great
1: people (laughs) I love this (laughs) (laughs) that means a lot honestly Um, you've seen the moments you've even like whether it be social media or seeing the moments in person rather me like texting you and telling you there Mm -hmm. have been quiet moments for me and Mm -hmm. I'm thankful I'm so thankful that there are people that literally see me and they see me for me. You know, it's not very it's rare especially in the times that we are in. It's rare to have people really see you and see you for your heart and see you for your genuineness and yeah. and love you in that. Even in the moments when you're not the perfect person because nobody is perfect and we all make mistakes. So, I'm thankful that you even thought enough of me to have me come on and be a feature. It feels really amazing. It just it feels Aw, amazing. I'm thankful.
0: Cool. I'm thankful you said yes. <laughs> I mean, if you said no, I'd be like i like, okay she can do that I respect it I'd have been a little hurt but like, you know I ain't gonna do nothing but ask her again in a couple moments right so, <laughs> that was Either the way I was gonna, gonna find go. a way to get a guess <laughs> that's and
1: you know what that's what persistence is that's what that's what being consistent is and that's what it feels like when you're determined and dedicated when you're going after something that you want I don't care how many times and I was just thinking this today I don't care how many times you have to start over, start over for you. I don't care how many times you gotta go back to the drawing board, go back to the drawing board. Cause it's gonna be that last time, that's gonna be that last time, mm-hmm. and it's gonna pop. It's gonna hit different. That's yeah <laughs> That's gonna literally be a post.
0: <laughs> save
1: that. <laughs> I had to I gotta I gotta save that. It's gonna come back to me tomorrow it's going to come back but yeah
0: thank you again for allowing yourself to just be open about this topic in general because I mean all the topics I talk about can be triggering in Mm -hmm. some form or spot and when I talk to people and do this I make sure to like tell them let me know what you are or aren't comfortable talking about. Right. What correct. you don't want me to bring up, because I don't want to be the the person that triggered you. Like, right. You will not put that on. Me. Right. Right. <laughs> and say that she. Tri- no, I did not.
1: I did not do that.
0: <laughs> That's respectful, though. That's
1: respectful. Like,
0: no, I don't need that type of weight on me because I'll sit there right. and think about. It. I and ponder things and, no. and ponder. Mm-mm. No, I can't. This me out. <laughs> but. I want to thank everybody for listening and tuning in to this episode of Concealed Scars, And we will catch y'all you later.
1: All right, y'all.
2: I'm just trying to survive. Can I just breathe for me?